Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies, and welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. As always, I hope your weekend was everything it needed to be. If you needed to rest and do absolutely nothing, I hope you did that. If you needed to get some shit done, I hope you did that. My weekend was a pretty good one. Beck spent Sunday and, well, Saturday and Sunday at her grandma's house, so hubby and I were home alone and that was really really nice we just kind of laid around and watched movies got in some early morning um, movement and then we just kind of like slept all day <laughs> be like that when you have no kids it's so it's just always so interesting how much things like decompress you know when you don't have kids in the house even though Bexley's like older she's about to be seven next month which is wild and so you know when they get to that age they're kind of doing their own thing most of the day but it's still so crazy how things are just so much more calm um, you know, when there's no kids in the house, we went to the pumpkin patch on Friday with my nieces and nephews. My sister has three of them little rascals. So going from that to like no kids on Saturday, it was like really nice. <laughs> it was really, really nice. Uh, but anywho, this week on the podcast, I wanted to talk about habits. You guys know I am the routine queen and I like push <laughs> routines and habit building on like anyone who will listen. It's wild. Um, in my program, here on the podcast, you know, on Instagram, on TikTok, I really do put a large focus on habit and routine building because it's one of the core steps to your weight loss. It's really hard to become a fit, healthy person if you don't develop the routines and habits of a fit, healthy person. So that's what we're talking about this week. So many of you know this story, but there are lots of new ears here on the podcast, which is actually really, really exciting. Uh, so I wanted to share it again. So back in old 2020, that year was a shit show for a lot of us, but it was really hard on me. I lost my dad, who wasn't really in my life, but um, still kind of sad nonetheless to COVID in the early starts of the pandemic. So the pandemic really took off what in March of 2020 and in April. I lost my dad. And not only that, but I went from having, um, you know, a full-time business, kind of just me running the show during the day, to my daughter, who we were co-parenting with Kelsey, which is her biological mother. At the time, she was flying, you know, back and forth from California. Well, Bexley got quarantined here. And then my husband was at home, working from home. So it, it went from just me kind of being able to do my own thing, doing my routine during the day, to having a toddler and my husband home and at the time we were in a really small apartment so we were literally like cooped <laughs> on top of each other each and every day on top of you know grieving a potential relationship with my dad and um, just me already having an anxiety disorder and just the unknownness of what the pandemic was at the time hit me really really hard as someone who thrives in routine and structure you know my world got turned upside down during that time my anxiety really peaked and I started to struggle with my weight 
it was very gradual. It, it, it wasn't something that, you know, came on all at once. It wasn't necessarily from, you know, not nourishing my body. I was still eating pretty well. Uh, but it was a lot of mindless eating and overeating and anxious eating and not moving my body and having really tough bouts of anxiety and not wanting to do anything. So I gained about 20 pounds, give or take. So over the next year or so, which was 2021 last year, I took it back to the basics and began taking my steps again and losing weight. And so I lost the 20 pounds pretty easily over the course of the next several months. It was a fun journey because I didn't hold or put myself through any crazy strenuous expectations. I had struggled with my weight once before, fresh out of college. And back then was my restrictive era. I had a lot of guilt because, you know, I felt like, oh, I have this degree in dietetics and, you know, I'm working in a doctor's office with other clients and I should be able to stick to these healthy recommendations. And I wasn't doing any of that behind the scenes. So back then, there's a lot of guilt. It was a lot of shame. It was a lot of feeling like an imposter and feeling really frustrated that I had all this knowledge. I was so educated, but I couldn't make myself do any of the things. I couldn't make myself eat great. I couldn't make myself move my body consistently. And I noticed that those were things that my clients were struggling with at the time too. They knew all the things. They had the great meal plans. They had the great training programs, but they couldn't make themselves do any of it. And it wasn't until then, back then, fresh out of college, that I really learned the importance of mindset and your habits and how they really contribute the most, the most to your weight loss. I don't care if you have, you know, I always say you can have the most epic, perfectly curated meal plan for you and your goals. But if you don't have the mindset and the belief system and the habits to follow through, it's just going to be words on a pretty piece of paper, right? And so that is why in nutrition, in my community that I've built on Instagram and with you guys here on the podcast, you will never really hear me talk about in-depth nitty-gritty things about, you know, what you should be eating during the day. It's very important and there are lots of great episodes on them, but the bulk of what we do here is really reminding you and transforming you from the inside first because when you transform from the inside first the outside gets so much easier to do when I gained my pandemic weight at the start of the next year I was like you know what I'm going to take it back to the basics I'm going to go through my own program take it back down strip everything down and start building my blocks one by one and I did and I've kept the weight off since and I've made even more progress since you know I'm at my happy weight I'm at a weight that my body feels its best at, looks its best at. I love nourishing myself day in and day out, but this took time and it took certain habits. And it's the habits I teach my members inside nutrition. And I want to walk through a few of them today. So today I'm going to share what I believe are three of the most important habits you develop for your weight loss. Not the most important, uh, but a few of the most important. So tune in. Hey friend, listen, I know how hard it can be to set a weight loss goal and be so confused on how you're going to get there. 
scrolling the internet for healthy recipes, overwhelming yourself, having to log all of your food, and following meal plans that were boring and left you with little to no results. Not to mention, not having true sustainable strategies that felt easy to put into action day to day. This is why I created Sheetrition. Inside my weight loss membership, I teach members how to lose weight in a way that feels second nature while eating foods they genuinely love. Pre-made meal plans for your busy weeks, a drag and drop meal plan builder, and mindset and nutrition trainings that have helped over 4,000 women just like you lose over 30,000 pounds. So if you're ready to commit to finally losing weight without all the restrictive rules and hit those health goals that you are so capable of, then go to ChantelleTaylorNutrition.com forward slash Sheetrition to get started. Again, that's ChantelleTaylorNutrition.com forward slash Sheetrition. Link is also in the show notes. We're all waiting to welcome you inside the Sheetrition community. Okay, okay, back to the episode. So habit number one is creating an environment that nurtures and supports you through the people you surround yourself with, aka Stop hanging out with buttholes, okay? I think one of the most important things you can do, not even, you know, when you begin your weight loss journey, but like just for your life in general, is to audit your circle. I do this every phase of my life. I've let go of a lot of friends that I really loved because they just weren't in a space that was growth oriented at the time and I was and that isn't to say that you know the friends that you begin distancing yourself from aren't doing big things or aren't great people but if you're on a journey to lose weight or get healthy for this specific example where you're pouring into yourself and you have a friend that the only time you hear from is when they're wanting to go out and party then that might just mean your visions are misaligned at this phase in your life. And I'm not saying, you know, go around and cut off all your fun friends. (laughs) We love a good night out here in Sheetrician. But you want depth to your circle, right? You want to surround yourself with women who encourage you to try new and scary things that'll tell you about yourself when they need to, who push you, who challenge you, who want to help you level up. Whether that's supporting you or just being around them makes you want to level up. And this also goes for your mentors and your family and your partner. Surround yourself with people who don't judge you, but love to hold you accountable, who love on you, who are constantly reminding you to get up and go do the things that you said you were going to do today who don't sugarcoat everything, who tell you what you need to hear sometimes. When you have a circle like this, it's impossible not to be the best version of yourself and to strive for that each and every day. When I'm doing like SOS coaching and, you know, a member will tell me like, I really want to be consistent with the gym or was doing a class at the gym every week. You know, what do I do? What do I need to do? And one of the first things I say is meet a friend at the gym. Befriend somebody who's already consistent. Get their number, meet up, have gym dates. Their consistency will rub off on you. And pretty soon it'll feel second nature to go because you've surrounded yourself with a person who already is consistent so it'll constantly remind you of what's possible you've met someone who 
already has an established routine. And so you know that it's possible for you too. You can also communicate what you need from the people around you and leave the ball in their court on whether or not they want to support you. So off the gym example, um, another example would be like if you decide that you want to lose weight, but your partner is like constantly ordering in or sabotaging your prep by eating your leftovers or, you know, your packed lunches, communicate. Teach someone how they can support you best. I actually have a script I give members inside Nutrition on the coaching calls. Like, okay, if you're nervous about what to say to your husband or your partner or your boyfriend, your girlfriend or whatever, here, say this. It's simple. It's to the point, but it's tied with love. It has a big, pretty bow on it, right? Where the message is communicated softly so that they don't get judgmental or defensive. And it's like, boom, say this. You know, I see this a lot in couples who have children when, you know, mom is typically the default parent. And I remind my members all the time, especially, you know, the the ones that are moms, you are a priority. You come first. And that is so, sometimes it's so hard for them to like digest. Like, no, I don't come first. My kids come first. And it's like, no, they don't. You come before the kids. Sorry, not sorry. You know, I would lay down my life for my daughter. You know, I jump in front of a bullet, throw myself in front of a moving train for her any day of the week, any day of the week. And I'm protecting her until my last breath. I'd die for her. But I also want to live for her. And that means I cannot sacrifice the things that make me happy, that light me up, or that contribute to my health for her. And how many of us do that, even with our partners, even like if you don't have kids, how many of us sacrifice our needs for the people we love around us? You know, so for my daughter, you know, sometimes that means we can't play Barbies today. If that means I need to go plan my meals for the next day or, you know, sometimes the room doesn't get clean, which is something that I am working on right now. Okay, because I'm like, I am such a dictator. (laughs) when it comes to a clean room so that's one of the things I'm learning to like let go of a little bit just like a tad bit you know sometimes the laundry doesn't get organized or sometimes my closet looks a mess or sometimes it's chicken nuggets for dinner because I want to make something that she doesn't like and you know I'm tapped out of you know eating things she likes or whatever and all of that is okay and it's needed and you know something I I say like weekly, especially in coaching emails and or on the coaching calls and in the SOS coaching and in the Facebook group is like get comfortable with being selfish for you because when you show up for you, when you pour into yourself, when you are selfish with making sure that and you know what? Yes, it's selfish and it's okay to be selfish sometimes with your time, with the things that you want to do, because if that means that mom has more energy, if that means she's happy and she's healthy, if that is something that you feel like you're sacrificing right now for your kids or for your husband or your partner, take a look back, take a step back and say, okay, what is one thing I can reclaim? What is one thing I can take back? And if that means giving your husband or giving your partner, giving your family more responsibility or letting something slide so that you can pour into yourself, freaking do that today. And that kind of went left field a little bit. (laughs) But bringing it back to the point of the habit is surround yourself with people who uplift you. 
point blank, who support you, who love on you. And while you don't have to announce your departure from any relationships that don't, do begin to distance yourself or implement new boundaries, you know, where you're including more people who build you up. It'll naturally make less room for the people who don't, you know, the people who don't support you, who don't love on you, who don't contribute to your growth as a human being. They naturally just don't have a spot in your day. And that's okay. You know, you love them from a distance. Habit numero dos is to spread your weight loss out. Lord, (laughs) this is the one, okay? This is the one. Your weight loss journey not only will be more consistent, meaning you might actually hit the big goal you set out to years ago or months ago, but it'll also become less stressful less anxious and less overwhelming when you spread it out. And by spread it out, I mean start small and build habits in phases. In Sheetrician, we have our core three trainings. And those are basically what weight loss, the foundation to your weight loss. And this is how weight loss is broken up. So in phase one is all about mindset. We go in depth about self-sabotage, beliefs about weight loss, origin stories, all of it. Getting your mind right first. In phase two, it's all about routine. It's taking time to nurture weight loss habits. Build a routine that supports the life you're wanting to build and taking time to tweak it. Try new things. Learn what works, what doesn't for your specific life at the moment. And then phase three is nutrition habits. Getting aware of the small things like overeating, hunger and fullness, cravings, building balance plates, what to focus on in your nutrition, you know, sleep, water, all of the really important things. And then phase four is implementing all of that, really planning your meals and planning what you're eating and diving into like the tactical daily doing of the steps, right? But when you spread out your weight loss, when you allow yourself to focus on one thing at a time and you nail that and then you add something else, instead of trying to do all the things at once all the time, your weight loss truly, truly, truly becomes something that feels easier day to day. And when something feels easier day to day, it becomes something that's easy to stay consistent with. That's truly the secret to what I do and what I've created. What I teach isn't like anything crazy. And I always like, like when members come into nutrition in the welcome series, I'm like, listen, (laughs) you are not about to learn anything like mind blowingly crazy. It's mindset work, it's routine work and it's simple nutrition strategies, that's it. And that's what gives my members And even the people who aren't in the program, who just follow along on Instagram and on the podcast and get bits and pieces of the nuggets, see incredible results. Because I've taken weight loss, which is, you know, historically been so complicated, eating for my blood type and leaky gut and keto and like, oh my gosh, carbs and oh my gosh, fat. And is this too much? Is this too late? And I've made it so, so simple. And when you make something simple, you make it easier to implement. And when it's easy to implement, it's easy to stay consistent with. And when you're consistent, hello, we've got weight loss wins. So small steps equals huge, huge milestones, okay? All right. And then habit number three is daily walks. I preach about how important I think walks are until like I'm blue in the face every single day. Because they are. And... 
they're so important and like the research really really backs it up i'd recommend a daily walk before any type of movement or exercise a close second is strength training because it's really important for like metabolism and obviously feeling and getting stronger but here's why i like daily walking it's easy it's not intimidating It's a great way to get you into some momentum, whether that's starting, whether it's, you know, you kind of fell off the wagon a little bit and you're wanting to get back on track. Even if it's just a lap around the building at work, you know, on lunch or a 10 minute walk in the morning because you have a long driveway or popping the kids in a stroller and walking after dinner. It's an incredible way to get outside, get in some movement that doesn't suck, listen to a podcast, Uh, an audiobook, maybe your Bible app or even some music and just be just walking, looking at the birds, looking at the sky, looking at, you know, people watching the neighbors. And then you're burning some great energy and you're listening to something that'll help you grow or learn or even just like pump you up or chill you out. Get in some fresh air. It's like daily walks have no downside. And if you can't get outside or walk outside, take some laps around your house or on a treadmill. I really look forward to my morning walks with my husband. Sometimes we talk, but for the most part, we pop on our headphones, we're listening to our own things, and we're just out there walking. And he's a faster walker than, he's a a fast walker. (laughs) So it's also great accountability to try to like keep up with his pace because he just, when he gets into whatever he's listening to, I swear we're like two beats away from like jogging at that point. Uh, But it's nice to kind of push myself, walk, listen to something that's helping me grow or really helping me out that week or that day. For a while, it was just me, but including him and him being a part of that habit really makes it fun. And because Bexley sees it when she's old enough to walk three or four miles, I'm sure she'll want to tag along too. We tried to walk with her once. (laughs) And I don't know what we're thinking. Like, Uh, you know she's got so much energy so we're like yes a six-year-old a hyperactive six-year-old is gonna love like a two three mile walk um she was on my husband's shoulders like (laughs) halfway uh but easy daily movement start with a short walk and let that build and I know I mentioned you know three to four miles because that's what we're currently doing me and my husband but in the beginning I did just like a half mile walk around my neighborhood. I'd like circle it, come back home, and then I'd go a little further after I was doing that consistently. And then a little bit further. And pretty soon my husband and I started walking together. And then we'd go a little further. And so now we walk like four miles about each and every day, first thing in the morning. And it's great. But I know I wouldn't have been able to start out there. Habit three really kind of also ties into habit two, which is like just start slow, start small, and then allow yourself naturally as you evolve, which will happen to build and add more things. So to recap, three important habits for your weight loss. Number one, audit your circle. Surround yourself with people who love you, who uplift you, but also grow with you. Habit two, spread out your weight loss. Stop rushing your journey. There is no rush. There is no rush. Take your time and learn to love this process, the process of leveling up and becoming healthier. Don't get so tied up with the weight itself. I always remind nutrition members that this is so much more than your weight. This is about improving the quality of your life. Are you happy right now? Like ask yourself, am I happy right now? 
do I feel good in my body? Like ask yourself, am I happy right now? And if you're not, then it becomes with how can we improve your life? And then when you're focused on improving your life and the quality of your days, naturally weight loss is something that happens. And then as that happens, then you get to be more detailed and add in the more specific things with nutrition and exercise to level up even more. But in the beginning, it's just about building your blocks and starting small and allowing yourself to build some natural momentum. And then number three, which is like a wild card habit now that I'm like saying all this out loud, (laughs) get outside and walk every day even if it's just for five minutes, even if it's just like literally to your mailbox and back. Start somewhere, start small and allow that to become a habit and then go a little further and go a little further. And that's it today, boo. You know I'm big on not overwhelming you. So I hope these are steps that you see yourself implementing into the near future. Audit your circle. Do that today. Think about, you know, the people who you love to be around, who really contribute to your growth. And then think of the people who don't. And then maybe map out a plan and how you're going to distance yourself from them or just make less time available to them. And then ask yourself, what small habit can I start today? What small step can I take today? I don't have to think about next week or next year or next month or whatever. What small step can I take today and build from? And then get yourself out and walk. Next time you listen to the podcast, let it be on a walk. I hope you implement some of these habits. I'd love to hear about it on Instagram. You guys constantly DM me about the episodes that you love. And so if you love this one, I'd love to chat with you, boo. Or if you really, really loved it, give me a five-star review in the (laughs) review section. And uh, until then, I'll see you next week, boo.